With signing day tomorrow, we give you five names that you need to pay attention to. And it might not be the same as it used to be, but this could be a fairly busy National Signing Day. This is the Locked On Ole Miss podcast. You are Locked On Ole Miss, your daily podcast on the Ole Miss Rebels, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, welcome to Locked On Ole Miss Podcast. I am your host, Stephen Willis. Thanks for tuning in. My Twitter address is down below there. Um, And also, this episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. It's the official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On to get started. Also, thanks for making the Locked On Ole Miss Podcast your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts, including YouTube. Do me a favor and subscribe to the YouTube channel. Hit the bell for notifications and, of course, participate in the conversation by commenting down below and upvoting the video itself. We'd appreciate it very much. Anyway, a very rare treat may be about to befall Ole Miss fans, and that is a relatively active late signing day. We got some names that we're going to pay attention to in segment two and three. But first, let's talk about the rarity of a busy signing day. Now, I'm not talking about like old school busy signing day. Whenever National Signing Day was a de facto holiday and the first Wednesday in February was broadcast live on ESPN and it was the, it was basically the signing day. It was the day where roster improvements had to be made back well before the early signing day and the transfer portal. But now, since the early signing day is in mid-December and the transfer portal is going from December into mid-January, 90% of the roster is built by the time late signing day arrives. So, not much needs to be done, but Ole Miss in its infinite wisdom, has found four or five names that we need to keep an eye on. Now, I think about whenever I worked back at Ole Miss and going through signing day, and even signing day was a big event inside the building, as you can imagine, but it was also an excitement level, a what-if level, and you know, a, a Christmas morning type feel, because you had a good idea who was going to sign with you, but you didn't know for sure. You didn't know what you didn't know. And that caused all sorts of excitement and anxiety and all of these emotions that can make something like that really fun. But this signing day is going to have a micro little bit of that. And it's going to have five names, one of which is a commit. So we th- we're feeling pretty good about that. One of which is a doubtful, I think. And then we have um, two or three that we just don't know. So we'll see exactly how that flows. But five names on Tuesday, that I could make for a relatively big day for a late signing day haul. Now, we talk about rock, roster construction all the time. And people go about roster construction multiple ways now because you can. Because basically there's four different periods for you to add to it, for you to supplement 
your roster. And one is the early signing day, and that is for your main high school recruitments, so like Suntarian Perkins, Aiden Williams. Those guys signed on early signing day. Then you have the transfer portal windows, which were just added this year. Okay, and they were utilized very effectively. I think Ole Miss is about 12 and 13 at this point between early signing day and the transfer portal, and they're getting to get ready to get into the late signing day. And that late signing day probably is not going to be overly filled with people because most of them signed in December. But my point is, after spring training, after spring practice, the transfer portal window is going to open again. And people are saying and just putting out there that you're not going to be able to find anything in that window. And I like to go back and think, like, how do you know? How did you get that information? This is the literal first time this window is open. How do you know who's going to be in that window? And we will see how it goes. But what you are seeing from Ole Miss is they tried to do their high school pieces and they're not reaching on anybody. No matter who Ole Miss signs, it will not be a reach. They're not going to hire, um, sign low three-star projects. They're going to find people that they think can play. So on the late signing day, if they get somebody, that is because they didn't find anybody in the transfer portal at that position that they think can play at this level. They're not going to reach. So they're going to try and find somebody that can fill needs in the late window. Now, when we come back, we're going to talk about who those, those might be. We're going to talk about Chim Diono, um, the lineman out of the Northeast um, that was an Old Dominion commitment. He's blown up to a four-star. We're going to talk about Jonathan Davis. We're going to talk about DJ Holmes. Um... Uh, Chamberlain Campbell, we're going to talk about him as well. And we're going to talk about the commit that Ole Miss got from Diablo Valley Community College. We're going to talk about those guys in just a second. But it's just amazing that how much roster construction has changed in, in just five years. If we think of the way it was in 2018, now, that, that wasn't long ago. That was the year that Matt Corral signed with Ole Miss. If we think of what signing and roster construction was like for those guys and then, and to what it's become in such a short space of time, I mean, it's absolutely nuts. Absolutely nuts. And, you know, I, for one, am pretty excited about it because I am the type of person that thinks, Chaos and multiple ways to do things benefits a school like Ole Miss. You don't want to do the same thing. Whenever somebody tries to copy somebody else, you see it all the time. Somebody hires the Alabama coach because Alabama wins, and it doesn't work out there, and everybody's like, why did that happen? Well, if you copy somebody, just straight copy them, they try to do exactly what they do, you are automatically at a disadvantage because they're built. They're established. You're just trying to get there. And they know the roadblocks. They know the hurdles. They know the ways to keep you at arm's length away from what they're trying to do. 
because if there was a situation where what they were doing could be easily transferred over, they would stop that from happening because they're trying to win as well. Now, Ole Miss needs to chart its own course, and they have been with Lane Kiffin. One of, the, one of the ways I really enjoy what Lane Kiffin is doing is in the area of roster construction and not just using it as a necessity, but using it as a cog that's normally in the wheel. Now, Ole Miss has a chance to get better and better, and their roster right now is as good as it's ever been. Don't let anybody tell you any different. There's some little things that systemically they need to change to make sure the fit is there. But as far as individual players with talent, they're there. So we'll see exactly how they look. And we're going to tell you why, after this break, why they're doing what they're doing, in my opinion. It's pretty exciting stuff. This is a a team that has a chance to be really good. Anyway, coming up, I think tonight, Ole Miss plays Kentucky in men's basketball. And I know we, you know, we're, we're like keeping men's basketball at arm's length right now, but an Ole Miss Kentucky game always has the chance to be special. So you might want to check that out as well. Um, and I do want to let you know that this episode is brought to you by FanDuel. This year, the only app you'll need at your Super Bowl party is FanDuel. It's America's number one sports book. We're really excited about our new sports betting partner for Locked On because they are the number one sports book in America, FanDuel. And if you're new to FanDuel, that's even better. They have so many great features that make betting on sports fun and easy. Download FanDuel now so you can bet Super Bowl 57 with a no-sweat first bet. You'll get up to $3,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. FanDuel lets you bet on everything from the money line, point spreads, to who will score a touchdown. The FanDuel Sportsbook app is safe, secure, and super easy to use. Best of all, you can get paid by um, on your winnings instantly. So join FanDuel today at FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to claim your no-sweat first bet on Super Bowl 57. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Make every moment more with FanDuel. It's the official sportsbook partner of the NFL. And I realize in Mississippi... You don't have the opportunity to use somebody like FanDuel, but the R. Ole Miss fans in Tennessee, they do have that option, um, and I hope they take advantage of it as well. All right, Locked On is heading to the Senior Bowl. Get inside analysis from hosts that cover the NFL's next generation in college and find out why which NFL draft boards these players will be climbing all in one location. Subscribe to Locked On NFL Draft for nightly live shows from the Senior Bowl Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday at 9 p.m. Eastern. Now, who are the five names that you need to pay attention to um, if you are an Ole Miss fan for late signing day or national signing day or however you want to do it? And the first one we're going to bring up is Mana Tamani. Um, I know I am butchering that name and that pronunciation. I apologize. I'm not Samoan. I'm not really good at pronouncing those names. But he is from Diablo Valley um, College, and I do think he will have to LOI on late signing day. I don't think this is a transfer portal thing. I think this is a junior college thing. And most of the time, they do have to LOI. He's played some offensive tackle. He's a really lean guy. He moves around really well. Um, he's somebody that originally signed, I think, with Wyoming out of high school, went to the junior college, 
really blew up, and now he is going to go to Ole Miss. He's already committed to Ole Miss. Really good player. If you look at his huddle highlights, look at his Diablo Valley um, College highlights um, as opposed to his high school stuff, and you can see somebody that has completely changed his body around and has a chance to really take off at the next level. Um, Typical Samoan guy. We'll see what happens. Now, he might be a guy that they want to look at inside. I don't know exactly where he will play. Now, you have Jaden Williams on the outside, and you have Michael Pettis on the outside, and they're going to be back and be redshirt sophomores. They still have three years of eligibility left. So we'll see exactly what Ole Miss wants to do. John Garrison may have a different idea for linemen playing in his system. You might have different tackles. You might have different interior guys. He might have a different idea of what a interior offensive lineman looks like or an exterior offensive lineman plays like. That stuff really happens. So I realize that anytime you get a new coach and dealing with the offensive line or the defensive line, the new coach is always going to make your guys bigger, stronger, and faster. It's like the strength coach. I understand that. I get that. But the truth of the matter is they do have preferences of how they want to line up. So whenever you're trying to put together a cohesive first five, things could change. It might not be as cut and dry as you think. You might see something like Micah Pettis playing inside. I am not 100% sure on this, but something like that is going to happen. It just always does. And everybody should you know, be on the lookout for that happening. And, and, and Manny Tamani um, is somebody that could fit in there. He's a three-star on, on three, six foot five, 306 pounds. Like I said, good size, moves around well. If you look at his huddle highlights, you can see a lot of stuff that you, you would be um, really impressed with in college. And it, it's pretty good. And Ole Miss has quietly put together a decent offensive line package in the combined signing days going through. I think they're up to like five now. So besides Tamani, you have Bryson Sanders, you have Ethan Fields, you have um, the kid from UAB, you have the kid from Washington. So they have quietly reconstructed their offensive line that's going to go behind an offensive line where they lost one player. So we are going to see mass competition, just like we are in the quarterback room, in the offensive line room, and that is nothing but a good thing. Anybody worried about offensive line play, that should make you feel a little bit better. Uh, It is. Okay. Another name that Ole Miss is recruiting, and he was in for an official visit, I think last weekend, was Chim Diono. He's a lineman out of Maryland. He has really blown up. This kid was an Old Dominion commit. He um, started getting high major offers. Because he was, you know, was a G5 commit, and at the end he started getting high major offers, and he kind of decided to bet on himself. Held off on signing in December, wanted to wait and see what happens, and he really, this is really a three horse race in the moment. I do not know if Ole Miss is high on that list. This this is the least likely to sign of the five names I'm going to tell you. But he's been offered by Penn State. He's been offered by Michigan State. And those Big Ten teams um, from Northeastern schools, they're going to carry a little bit of weight just because of what they're, where they're from. Um, I don't know where exactly he would go. I know, do know that Ole Miss got the last visit from him, but this is an on-three, four-star player. 
He's kind of blown up a little bit. And once they got him on campus and started talking to him, they can see what the film does. They can see what the measurables look like. Once they get him on campus, they can actually see what the attitude is and things like that. We don't know where that answer goes. But I, I'm not sure that he would end up at Ole Miss on signing day. Ole Miss has a chance. They have a puncher's chance because, you know, we can't read minds here. But I'm not sure I would be really on board with that. All right. We're going to take a short break, and when we come back, we're going to start talking about the defensive line portion of the broadcast. And, and that is a major portion of the broadcast because the other three names are all defensive linemen. And it's because they didn't really find what they needed in the transfer portal. They didn't get it in the early signing day. They're, they're going to keep going in every avenue that they have to try and build up the defensive line room. And even though one's an interior defensive lineman, two are edges, they still need to really work at that, and they need to kind of tweak their roster here and there. So anyway, we'll talk about them when we come right back. All right, thanks for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast, including YouTube. So subscribe to the YouTube channel, hit the bell, comment down below, and upvote the video itself. It would make us very happy. Now, kind of in burying the lead situation, Ole Miss is really in on three defensive linemen. And if you see reports ever, two of them are committed, um, but it's not out from the um, kids. So we're not even going to mention their names. So two out of three, you know, that's just what we're heard. So we're going to let the kids have their moment because they may decide they want to announce on signing day. But we're going to talk about these three players, and they're three different type guys. One is Chamberlain Campbell. He is a 6'7", 215, like a power forward in basketball, like a Kenny Williams, fear the beard. Do you guys remember that? Um, plays the position. He's from St. Petersburg, Florida, down at Lakewood High School, um, down here by my neck of the woods. And the on-three prediction machine has it 98% that he ends up at Ole Miss. This is an athletic guy. He's a three-star player. He's a high three-star, but he's a three-star player, which tells me if he's a high three-star out of Florida, there's room to, for, to develop. This is going to be a Randall Joiner joint to get him ready to go. Because with the transition from what Ole Miss was doing and what they were recruiting to to what Pete Golding has that has created some interesting clunky fits in Ole Miss's defense. Now, starting-wise, I think Ole Miss is fairly fine, but you're in a situation when the jack position, you're looking at maybe going from a 270-pound person all the way down to a 210-pound person. And that is, that is a weird fit. Now, Chamberlain is a red shirt candidate. He's 6'7", 215. So I think Marquise Haynes would be the good comp if you're looking for body style of him. And I think he needs that red shirt thing to get up to 235, 240. Once he gets to that, he will actually really be able to go. The next player I want to talk about is DJ Holmes out of Pahokee, Florida. Um, I think they play the Muck Bowl. That's one of my favorite nickname games. That's a South Florida um, player. I think Artis Ford was from there as well. 
He's another three-star player. He's 6'2", 235. So he doesn't have the height. They want um, a defensive end to be 6'4", 6'5", and they want length from that position. So if you're 6'2", you automatically have a strike against you in the evaluation process. So much about evaluating these players are analytics and kind of just painting with a broad brush. So you really need to see. Sometimes a kid, it you know, might be a three-star or two-star player that can really blow up. Somebody like um, the defensive lineman for the L.A. Rams, you know, he's five foot ten defensive lineman. He probably didn't get rated very highly because of the analytics. I mean, it just is what it is. But he's a top 1,000 player, um, 140 in Florida, 6'2", 235, like I said, from Pahokee. Ole Miss is the heavy favorite to land him. So the reason I bring that up, him and Campbell, DJ Holmes and Campbell, is Ole Miss has a need at Jack. I've been talking about this over and over again. The Jack position that is going to be created, Ole Miss needs to find people to fill that role. Now, whether you might get Campbell, who has a body type of Marcus Davenport, or a more squatty player like DJ Holmes, who is, I think, currently leading the nation in sacks in high school or something like that. These are both twitchy guys, and they're both high guys. Remember, this staff does not reach. If this these guys have an offer, it's because they can play. So we'll see exactly what that position looks like, but it will immediately firm up the outside of this defense on the edge. you got Santarian on one side, you're going to put – somebody like this on the other side, they have a chance to develop into a really good player. But you might have some rough edges that you at least need to knock off. I mean, these guys are really, really good players. Now, the last player that I want to talk about that you need to keep an eye on, his name is Jonathan Davis. He's out of Lawrence County in Mississippi. He's an interior defensive lineman. He's 6'5", 300. Now, I'm not talking about talent right now, and he's a heavy favorite right now to go to Mississippi State. But similarly at Mississippi State, he's a player that has blown up late, real similar to like when Chris Jones, if anybody can remember the Chris Jones recruitment, at him out of Houston High, he went from nowhere to all of a sudden everywhere to the number two player in the country. He was a low three-star and then the number two player in the country. Um, after about a month. Now, this isn't that similar. This isn't there. But all of a sudden, it popped up. He has a Texas offer, a Mississippi State offer, an Ole Miss offer. And when a month ago, nobody had heard of him. So we'll see exactly what um, Ole Miss is able to do. But those are five names over both segments that you need to keep an eye on um, in this late signing day window. I do like Jonathan Davis. He, I mean, he's an athletic guy. He's an interior guy. They even line him up at end from time to time, and he kind of just does what he wants to do in high school ball in Mississippi. Now, Lawrence County, not the biggest school, probably not the best coaching in the world. Um, so this is a, going to be a true type project player that has all of the raw ability in the world. That is the reason this is going to be a fight. That is the reason Mississippi State wants him so bad. It's the reason Ole Miss brought him in on an official visit over the weekend. That is going to be everything in this deal. And then by the time he is a redshirt sophomore, 
he'll probably have a chance to be really good. 6'5", 300, that's a pretty good SEC build already. Now, if we can turn that weight into to where it looks right and everything's the way it needs to be, you have a chance to have a really good point. Well, I'm, I'm talking like a Tim Bowens-type impact on what's going on. Now, it's a blast from the early 90s, but you know what I'm talking about. So those are the five names that you probably need to pay attention to for late signing day. Will Ole Miss get them all? No, they will not. Um, will Ole Miss get some of them? Yes, they absolutely will. Um, but those are the names to keep an eye on um, as we go. Anyway, thanks again for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. Make sure and check out our brand new podcast, the Locked On College Basketball Show. Um, Everything you need to know about college basketball in one place, plus you get to hear from big-name experts, insiders, coaches, and players. Locked On College Basketball, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. I want to thank everybody for tuning in. Um, everybody on the Grove Report, thank you for stopping by tonight. Pratt Rogers is going to come in and talk about early, our late signing day and general Ole Miss thoughts, and we're going to start trying to construct in our mind how these new perspectives are going to um, hit the airwaves. So we'll see exactly how that goes. But until tomorrow, we'll see you later. Peace.